Welcome to Skip the Line, the podcast about the technologies and tactics that are transforming retail, food service, and fan experiences across the world. Hello and welcome to the Skip the Line podcast brought to you by the experts at MassGen. I'm your host, Hillary Kennedy with MarketScale, and today's show focuses on a topic that is front page and on the minds of many, the labor shortage. More than 9.5 million Americans were unemployed and looking for work in June, according to the latest Bureau of Labor Statistics data. And job openings in this country hit 9.2 million at the same time, which is a new record high. So even if there is an open job for every person looking for one and employers are ready and willing to hire, the dilemma has been finding workers ready and able to fill those jobs. Innovative technology is meeting those challenges head on, and we're going to talk about that in just a moment. So I'd like to introduce our guest today, Darren Schulte, Vice President of Membership, Natso. And Darren is an industry veteran with a really deep understanding of the challenges that travel centers and C-stores face. And he's also one of MassGen's earliest supporters in the industry, so he is a trusted voice and a wonderful resource for today's discussion. And guiding today's episode is Toby Awalt, the Director of Product Marketing at MassGen. So Toby, I'll let you take it from here. Thank you so much, Hillary. Uh, Darren, thanks a ton for being on board. This is our first conversation in a small series we're going to be doing with different stakeholders in the the retail and service industries around the labor shortage and what people are doing to to deal with it and and how they can still make their business work in these tough times. Thank you so much for being with us today. Well, thank you, Toby. And thank you, Hillary, for having me. Well, great. You know, I'm going to jump right into it here and say, you know, you, you literally tour stores across the United States. You talk to executives at many, many large chains and and as well as small travel centers. How is, how bad is this? How bad is the labor shortage? And, you know, how is it affecting these businesses? It's severe. There's no doubt about it. Uh, Certainly there are exceptions to this rule uh, where some travel centers may be doing better than others for any one particular reason. But in general, it's severe and it it is, uh, hampering um, daily operations, it's hampering customer experience, uh, and uh, it is an incredible challenge at this point. Labor's always been a challenge for the service industry. Uh, Labor's often been a challenge for the travel center industry, but currently it's as severe as it's ever been. And are those impacts, are we seeing that in the bottom line? Has anyone shared with you, like, is it hurting revenue and profits, or is this uh, more of just like operational challenges? I think in in the big well, you know, the industry currently is very blessed at this point, and um, especially travel centers, truck stops being considered, um, you know, important pieces of the American infrastructure and, and business in general, keeping products moving. So we have been blessed, and we're quite busy. Other changes, of course, like with RVs hitting the road at record numbers, uh, Americans doing what's called staycations where they're staying in their state or traveling X amount of miles. We're as busy as we've ever been uh, as a general rule for our industry. So uh, revenue and things like that are good. But where it's impacting is is examples like customer experience or the example of the challenge of keeping a restaurant clean or the example of trying to keep your food operations open and so forth. So in those areas, it's certainly impacting the bottom line. And in many cases, it's impacting the bottom line for future. So for example, if your first experience 
in a travel center. Let's say you used to fly all the time. Now you're traveling and you go into an operation that's struggling to, you know, um, fill their positions, a big travel center. Let's say there's only three staff members in the entire travel center. That's going to impact uh, that customer. Thus, it's going to impact uh, long-term profitability because that might be for your first experience. And you may walk into that operation and say, wow, this place is a mess or wow, this service is horrible or wow, it took forever to get through that line. And you may or may not frequent that location ever again because that might be your first experience of it. Well, that's, that's so important to think about. It's not just revenues of today, but revenues of tomorrow. Uh, so uh, let's get to, to brass tacks. How are organizations dealing with this? Have you seen any changes in how uh, chains and individual travel center operators approach acquiring and retaining employees? Yeah, I, I think, you know, so as I kind of referenced uh, earlier, our industry has always kind of, like a lot of service industries, been challenged with the, the labor piece just in general. But COVID has certainly pushed that further. And then, of course, now the just overall shortages. And members have become, uh, that were already innovative, have become more innovative. And what I mean by that is our industry has a tremendous amount of independent operators in it as a overall like portion of our industry. And individual owners are very innovative. They look at the, the challenges often in many different ways that even big chains do. They don't have the wherewithal uh, the finances often to do like just you know uniformly increase everyone's wages or benefits so they're looking at different ways to um, you know keep those employees happy they'll do innovative things such as maybe give a discount on gasoline to their employees they'll look at ways potentially to help them uh, you know with child care uh, they may look at uh, it's going to reference this a little bit later but you know they may look at uh, at changes in their schedules and specifically for example, if they have a lot of single mothers working in their businesses and their shifts were traditionally seven to three, three to 11 and things like that, they may all of a sudden do a eight or nine o'clock and, and change those schedules up, allowing you know, the mother or the father time to get the schools, the kids off to school. And again, I understand that not everyone's in school at this moment in time, but they look at very, very different and innovative ways that aren't always about money. Uh, that aren't always necessarily about, um, you know, hard, I just, I just repeated myself here, but the hardcore cash are looking at ways to appreciate these folks in different ways. Maybe they give them discounts in, in, in milk, believe it or not, right? You know, something that makes a difference, makes an impact in that employee's lives. So shorter schedules, maybe frequent different hours and, and those types of things. That's fantastic. I didn't even anticipate like compassionate scheduling as an option. That's, that's really, really clever. Yeah, I think, you know, Toby, just a, I, I think you're seeing that in particular, again, with with your your entrepreneurs. Again, not that the chains and big regional players aren't entrepreneurs. Obviously, they all started off with one store. But I, I think you're seeing that very innovative approach to uh, of trying to attract good talent and keep and retain it uh, in ways that they may never have uh, known before. Again, if you're running a travel center and there's only three people that you have in that entire store, you have to be innovative. You have to look at different ways to retain and keep people. Fantastic. And, and now, now the question becomes, you know, given that you're, you're retaining those people, but you're still often short staffed, are there any, you know, technology solutions that people are embracing today to help kind of get more leverage and, and empower those employees to do more? 
Yes. So the industry was um, embracing technology, um, whether it be potentially scan and go or the ability to order on your, your phone before you got to the travel center. Many operators were embracing that type of technology. Uh, cashierless, not cashierless, but um, I would say um, staff. Uh, I'm always trying to say it properly because I know there's a lot of different versions out there. But you know, looking at POS equipment that allows the customer to check themselves out, you know, self checkout. So folks were looking at that. But when COVID came and now this labor shorter, it's really had pushed that. So your equipment, and I'm going to sound like a commercial here, but as you are very well aware of, I saw your equipment in a travel center last year. And myself and my colleagues spent 45 minutes attempting to trick it and uh, went away just saying, wow, this is an amazing piece of equipment for our industry not to replace labor, but to assist in the redeployment of labor. Uh, and I think, I don't think, I know members are not only looking at your product, but they're looking at things that help them redeploy the labor. How do you make your labor more efficient? If you think about the old uh, way we do convenience stores and travel centers, we have this long counter and people stand behind these counters all day long. And with the ability to get those people out from behind the counter to do other things during their day, uh, really, really improves customer experience. It improves, uh, you know, service. So folks are looking at things such as, you know, the ability to um, have vendors check in by themselves. Uh, they're looking at technology that allows the, again, the consumer to place an order while they're fueling or before they get to the operation. They're looking at uh, digital shelf labels, which allow them to have, you know, the prices of their products in their stores without having to go out there and manually price everything. So uh, there are across the board many, many different technology pieces that folks are looking at. Even some of the larger travel centers have stressed that they're even looking at robotics. You know, we've seen those robotic cleaners, you know, going around the Walmarts of the world and the Targets and so forth. And we have some of the larger travel center operators, again, when I mean larger, the size of their stores, not necessarily uh, chains, but even some independent operators that have really, really big travel centers or truck stops are looking at things such as that. How do they, how do they use technology to redeploy their labor? That's a, that's a whole breadth of solutions. That's, that's really cool to hear about. Um, what about on the process and management side of things? Are, are there any shifts occurring? I know you talked about compassionate scheduling. Um, anything else from a management perspective that people are pioneering to try and you know, really help their, help their team work shorthanded? Yeah. So there, there have been a lot of, let's just use something simple as a, a safe that counts the money for you for your daily shift. Uh, you know, those types of um, technologies have been out there in our industry, some embraced, some not. But something as simple as that is now be, is being looked at really heavily. In other words, looking at the entire process of the daily checkout of an employee or the end of day process, how long does that take? So people are really starting to take a look at those types of technologies. Again, many of them have already embraced it, but in general, it wasn't a very commonplace. So now folks, again, are looking at it. if it took, like for just as an example, an hour to check out your employees, in other words, to cash them out of their end of day, process. If you can shave 15 minutes, 20 minutes, or 30 minutes off that process, 
once again, you allow yourself to redeploy that labor or put that labor in some other uh, process or doing something within your store. Other folks are looking for artificial intelligence to help them do ordering, um, you know, digital menu boards, something as simple as that. You know, if you have a digital menu board, all of a sudden it allows you to easily manage the prices or the programs or the products that you're trying to sell in your food service area, for example. So something that that simple, changing the price of a coffee, if you can do it digitally versus walking out there and having to, you know, whatever you have out there on your old menu board, change out, put the new signs. So a lot of that type of technology is being looked at. And, and even including things such as for security with cameras, having cameras tied into the registers, the ability to watch you know, your employees when you're remotely and so forth like that. So there's a lot bigger focus on how do we make the overall day much more efficient, much more effective, and how do we get our employees in front of the customers? Not all customers want to interact with people, but in general, how do we get them in front of our customers more? How do we help them make the customer's experience that much better? Fantastic. So, you know, you represent both very large organizations and, you know, individual uh, travel centers. Are there any major differences in the approach that you'd recommend big versus small chains to take? So, you know, some of these technology investments might be tough for the small guys or process changes might be more involved. Um, you know, is there is there a divergence of strategy that you see um, that's really helpful for, you know, uh, smaller players in the, in the scheme of things? That's a, actually a really good question. I, I think it all boils down to this is going to sound much more simple than it is to execute it, but you have to start somewhere, right? So let's say, for example, you don't have the financial resources to put in digital um, uh, uh, digital shelf labels that's just out you know outside of your budget but at, at a minimum maybe you could look at a digital menu board right how how really expensive it is to go down buy a big screen tv from best buy and then you know set up a a PowerPoint that flashes the prices of, of your products in a particular area, for example. I know that sounds incredibly simplistic, but I, I think you have to start somewhere. I think the mistake that, in my opinion, that I observe often, in cases sometimes with the larger organizations as well, there's too much of a focus on, man, that's too expensive to get into. My point is, it's too expensive not to get into these things. It's too expensive not to start. So maybe you don't have the resources to do, you know, 15 uh, of, uh, you know, of your beautiful mesh-gen uh, POS systems, right? Or, you know, self-checkouts. Maybe you don't have the ability to do that. Consider starting with one. Uh, and again, I think that's my strong recommendation to big or small, you need to get into this stuff. And it doesn't always have to be, you know, looking to try to hit a home run. You know, you'll get around the basis if you hit a lot of singles. That's fantastic advice, right? Just get going, get in motion. Uh so, so we're through most of our main questions, but you know, uh, here's a speculative one, and I know that that's a little scary to, to go for, but how long do you think the shortage is going to last? And do you think some of these adjustments that people are making to how they interact with labor, how you know, the technologies they're adopting and the processes they're adopting, are those things going to stick around? Yes and yes. I, I think the shortage uh, is going to be here for a long time. I, I really do. And as far as the technologies, for those that are embracing the technologies, I think they'll further embrace them. And I think you'll continue to see further technology advancements at a rapid pace in our industry. 
And I also think that the customer is just not going to accept anything else but. Uh, and, and an analogy to that would be like the cleanliness of travel centers. In general, travel centers were relatively clean. And there's always exceptions to ones out there that are, that are not clean. But when COVID hit, everyone really ramped up their, their um, cleanliness, their sanitation, and so forth. And that's no longer uh, like, oh, that's great to see. It is now an expectation of customers when they enter your business, whether it's a travel center, a restaurant, and or a grocery store. So like that, these innovations that are coming, such as the self-checkout systems, if someone has used your equipment at a DK, for example, they're going to be really frustrated when they show up to another location that doesn't have anything similar. So Pilot, I think, deserves a lot of credit because they've been very innovative in the self-checkout. They've been testing it for years and have been implementing it. Uh, and again, when you go into that store and you see those self-checkout capabilities, it's um, that becomes an expectation. So I, I believe the technology advances. Uh, again, scan and go is coming to travel centers near you. Uh, and the ability to order ahead and pick up your products is coming to you if it's not already out there in many locations. I just don't think you can go backwards anymore. I, I think that is out there. And whether you are a young person or an older person, people are beginning to use these technologies. They're getting comfortable with them, more comfortable, and an expectation has been set. That's that's brilliant, Darren. Yeah, and innovation slowly becomes table stakes, and it's something that everyone should be should be aware of as it moves. Well, you know that is all I've got for today, uh, Darren. I want to say thank you so so much for coming uh, on the show. We really really appreciate your your expertise and and time today. Is there anything that our listeners should know about Natso uh, before we we shift off here? That's very kind of you to ask. I just let our you know listeners know that uh, Natso is the the trade association that represents truck stops and travel centers. Um, if you have one uh, or you're thinking about building one, uh, we'd like to help you become successful and support you. Awesome. Well, Darren, thank you so much. And everyone for listening, thank you for coming to this episode of Skip the Line. We've got a couple more coming up in the pipe for uh, more discussions on the labor shortage and how you can deal with it. Uh, Hillary, you want to take us out? I do. Yeah. Thank you so much, uh, Toby Awalt, for facilitating this great discussion. And of course, to Darren Schulte for your helpful insight. This was such a timely discussion. So thank you both. And I want to thank all of you for tuning in to this episode of Skip the Line. If you like what you heard, you can check out more episodes of the show by subscribing on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, or you can also find them at marketscale.com. We'll be back with another episode soon. So watch for that. But until then, I'm Hillary Kennedy. Thanks for watching. Thank you.